if you work these hours, if I mean, if you're up right now or already at work, then you probably live a life of being mm, somewhat sleep deprived. And actually, these days, it might not matter which hours you work, you are very likely not getting the sleep that you need. Now, I can tell when I am sleep deprived. I mean, words are harder for me to reach for. I just have more brain fog. I am not good to talk to on a Friday afternoon, trust me. Uh, Now, this isn't new or it's not a modern thing. Sleep deprivation has been studied for hundreds and hundreds of years. And that's what we're going to talk about with Johnny Thompson this morning, philosopher and writer for Big Think. Hi, Johnny. Hi, how are you doing? Uh, well, I'm okay. I've got, I had a good night's sleep. How's your sleep? Hmm. Yeah, not so good. I mean, I've got two young kids, so I've kind of like, I've kind of oh. bought into that really. But um, yeah, <laughs> so um, yeah, no, I mean, that which kind of inspired me researching this article, to be honest, because I found myself on a, a late night rabbit hole kind of investigating, yeah, what sleep deprivation does to you. And um, I found myself on this subreddit called um, Sleep Tripping, which is where people um, deliberately try to go days without sleeping to induce like the hallucinations. Why would they I mean, do we, that? We, Why? Why? Well, yeah, I mean, we should. I mean, we should definitely tell the listeners not to try this at home because you know it is a very dangerous thing to do. But it's. Um, I mean, the idea is that you know sleep deprivation induces these hallucinations, which aren't dissimilar to uh, certain drugs um, like LSD or kind of like hallucinogenic drugs like that way. So, I mean, it's actually a story that the book Jekyll and Hyde, if you've ever read that by Robert Louis Stevenson, was, mm-hmm. was written after he had had like sleeplessness for several days and. If you've ever read it, you, you, you'll know there is a kind of slightly insomniac and, and trippy feel to it, really. But I mean, so I, I mean, I came at it from a philosopher's point of view, really, because I was wondering, you know, what effect does sleep deprivation have on our perception and on our, our sense of reality? Because when you take certain intoxicants like like beer or, or certain drugs, you kind of know that you are intoxicated. So if you're drunk, for example, you might find yourself saying things which are a bit incoherent, or you might try to cook something that ends up being ridiculously wrong. Um, but with, with sleep deprivation, you don't know you're intoxicated. And a lot of the effects of sleep deprivation aren't that dissimilar to intoxication. And according to some studies, about one third of all of your listeners now are sleep deprived. So the logical conclusion of that really is that one third of your listeners are intoxicated to, to some extent, really. <laughs> First of all, I feel like that's a low number. You know, sleep deprivation is such a common thing these days because they're so busy. People are looking at their phones. They're not getting the deep sleep. I just find it fascinating to think that what you looked into is that way back when even ancient philosophers were kind of studying this. Yeah, well, that's it. And I guess, I mean, there are two different types of sleep deprivation, really. I mean, the first type is this the, the serious sleep deprivation, which is what you might have if you've had like an international flight or you've been up all night with, with a newborn, as I, as I can speak to. Um, and if anyone listening, they'll, they'll kind of know what that feels like. It kind of can warp your perception. It kind of like changes your mind. There's a kind of a fuzziness at the fringes of reality and, and there's a sluggishness to things. The point is, if, if you carry on that for a few more days, then that's when it starts to lead to this kind of like hallucination level, um, which is where uh, people are, you know, they'll, they'll see people or things which aren't aren't there at all. And, you know, the reason why it's interesting as a philosopher is that, you know, we, we, we have to trust our senses. Um, I mean, the philosopher in a Descartes once wrote that the senses deceive us, but, and it's prudent never to trust wholly what has been deceiving you once. So, and with, with, with sleep deprivation, we, we can't really trust what we're, we're seeing. Um, but I have to say that, that that one in three um, statistic isn't about this kind of sleep, serious sleep deprivation. It's more about a kind of milder sleep deprivation, which most people have when they've, you know, they've had one or two bad nights sleep. Um, so, um, but even in this case, it, it, it does um, massively detrimental things to your kind of your consciousness and, and your and your cognitive processes. So, um, I mean, the biggest thing is is about memories. 
So I'm sure a lot of your listeners will, will know that when when you sleep, your your memories are stored, really, or at least, at least sorted. So um, when you don't get a good night's sleep, you um, your mem- your brain will store memories differently. Uh, in fact, they get jumbled up. And so um, what usually happens actually is that your brain will kind of store negative and intrusive thoughts um, disproportionately uh, over, over um, normal thoughts, basically. So um, I mean, Winston Churchill uh, he, he famously had these long long naps in the afternoon because he'd tell everyone that if he didn't have these long naps it, it, it he couldn't cope um he it's the only way he could cope with the stress and the hardship of world war ii was you having know, a, a good nap in the afternoon i i support this because i know for a lot of like napping almost feels like it's gone out of style and when people do nap they don't want yeah. to talk about the fact that they nap but yet i know for a lot of people napping is really essential yeah, and that's a really, a really important part of the culture. I mean, I mean, there, there, there are some subcultures out there who, who kind of do, who do, do like, like regular nap throughout the day. Like they'll have a, only like a four or five hour sleep in the evening, and then they'll, they'll get their time the rest of the day and things. And, and different cultures do sleep differently across, across the day, and mainly to do with weather patterns, really, actually. But, um, I mean, yes, yeah, so, I mean, the other way that sleep deprivation really, really affects us is um, our sense of time. I mean, so there was a 2003 study which um, studied um, serious sleep deprivation and and people who are seriously sleep deprived found that that they felt like an hour would last, you know, two or three hours. They felt that the time would would really drag by. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it really can affect us. And I mean, the other thing as a philosopher, I mean, it's interesting how we we forget how we dependent we are on this on this basic biological point that we need to get a good, you know, seven to eight hours sleep every night, because not only does it warp our sense of, of reality and our sense of time and our memory storage, but also there's evidence to say that it makes us um, crueler people and that we're kinder and more yes. generous and compassionate and more patient when we've had a good night's sleep. I um, cannot tell um, you how much I agree with that <laughs> because I know that it makes me uh, a little edgy, you know, a little short-tempered. Yeah. And I made that joke about Friday afternoon. That is so true. Like at my house, people know, do not ask me for things on a Friday <laughs> afternoon because I'm so tired from the week that has just happened. So yeah. it's true. And so then why would people do this, like deliberately, um, you know, not get enough sleep as some kind of trick or something? Well, yeah, I mean, so, I mean, the, the people enjoy the the, the, the trip itself. But they, I mean, there has been some like cults of sleep deprivation in, in the past. So Thomas Edison, for example, um, he actually believed that you should try and limit sleep as much as, as possible because he believed it was it was a recipe for his inspiration and, and success. But I, yeah, I, should, I should say that there is no reputable scientific evidence to show that, so that sleep deprivation is good for you. Um, in, in, in fact, you know, it, it, all the evidence seems to say that, that you need to get a good night's sleep to, to function as a human being. But because um, also the other interesting thing from a point of view from a philosopher is that, you know, a lot is written about our rationality and our reason and our higher kind of faculties. But actually, they are all completely ser- servants to a good night's sleep, really. So I don't think you can be a good philosopher unless you get a, a good kip at night. <laughs> I believe that. Uh, Johnny, thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, thank you very much and uh, have a good one. That's Johnny Thompson, philosopher and writer for Big Think on sleep deprivation. I don't know why people would do this to themselves intentionally. I feel awful when I am sleep deprived. It's not fun. You can feel that your brain is almost like misfiring, you know, and yet some people will do anything, I guess, for clicks. I don't know, attention, something.